Like, I had a stepmother who was, I think, extremely verbally abusive to me at times. And I actually recently on stage just kind of brought it up, like, organically. And I just stuck with my... I stuck with craft beer and how I, like, I don't get all these nuts and berries and chocolates. It's like, you think that's what my dad wanted after a hard week's worth of work? No, he wanted something <laughs> to make his wife shut the fuck up. It's like, because she was a cunt. Like, yeah, yeah. And then people go, oh, they get, ooh, you called your stepmom a cunt? I'm like, you don't yeah. get to 360 pounds. There's somebody in your life that's not a cunt to you. Like, that's like, what, like yeah. you just don't. Like, like, yeah. 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 So, somebody as a kid just kept feeding me and yeah. didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up, weirdos? It's Mark Splood, and I am the host of the Splood But, you know, you should probably know that already, shouldn't you? You don't know what I'm talking about, right? Everyone listens to my show. What's the point of even doing a commercial? Well, listen, just in case there's one poor bastard out there who doesn't know about it, it's the best damn podcast in the world, and you can find it every Thursday on iTunes or Podbean or wherever you get your shit. Get my shit. It's called the Splood Check it out. Download it. Sit down on your ass, crack a Dosecchi's, fire up your favorite sativa, and driver right the fuck into you. Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true. star hip hop. world star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll sue. This is the new commercial for Birchwood Podcast. Hi guys, I'm comedian Shane Ogden, and I will even sing to you in any advertising situation. Suppose I was selling shoes, I would be like, Hey, hey you, why don't you put on some shoes that you bought from me? Hashtag buy them from me. See, I could do anything. And uh, I could do a podcast, just like everyone else is. Ah, enjoy Birchwood Podcast. It's Thursday, May 2nd. You're going to be listening to this on Friday, May 3rd. It's Shane Ogden, the, uh, what do you call me? The mayor of comedy. You probably just call me Shane if you don't know that I have anything to do with comedy. In the St. John, New Brunswick comedy uh, <clears throat> community in Canada. And this is uh, east coast of Canada. Depending on where you're listening from, welcome. Welcome to the doorstep of Birchwood Podcast. Currently... I am pouring coffee into a plastic cup, and then I'm, I, my, my mind works so strangely that I think, oh my god, uh, that's going to melt, and then I'm going to be drinking plastic. Isn't that carcinogenic? Aren't those lovely dark thoughts that creep into our heads? Okay, now my dogs are going to bark because my neighbor has decided it's the first mow of the season. It's spring. Spring has sprung. Get out the rakes. Get out the mowers. Get out the sprinklers. Uh, that's... Wow. Okay, what's going on? All right, there's some kind of planes going overhead, and the dogs do not like it. <laughs> My little terrier dogs don't appreciate the sound of planes. I wonder what they're saying, because I know they're saying bark, bark, but I wonder if they're a little tiny... Uh, terrier brain skull, uh, the brains in their skull, are, are, are just circling like a, 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 a hamster wheel, just, you know, like, what's that, what's that, what's that, what's that, you know, I wonder, I wonder what's in their head, 
And it's thoughts like that that keep me, uh, I don't know, sane, I guess. I think about stuff like that. The little things, you know? I'm discovering right now that I don't have any coffee cream. Oh, yes, I do. Oh, the girlfriend bought hazelnut. The international delight. <laughs> this segment of Birchwood Podcast is brought to you by Hazelnut Coffee Creamer. International delight because it's going in Shane's plastic cup. Well, maybe uh, my carcinogenic coffee will at least taste good. And now I'm getting a phone call. God damn it. So now what happens? I got a phone call. I don't even know if this is listenable anymore. But I'm going to record 15 minutes and then I'll review the the, uh, audio because I like doing things the hard way. When have I not? And now I have to go pick up my daughter at school. But I'm going to spend uh, 10 minutes here at the kitchen table talking to you here at Birchwood Trailer Park in lovely New Brunswick, Canada. Oh my goodness, what has been going on lately? Man, so many things have have transpired here in the last little while. Um, Very, very sad to report that Cricket's Comedy Club will not be opening anytime soon. They have been riddled with problems. (laughs) Uh, It sucks. I'm so sorry, everyone. That's really, really bad news. Um, You know what? I, I wish them all the best. All parties involved, I wish you all the best, man. Because even when there was a Yuck Yucks in town, um, we we both sold out. Both clubs sold out. So no ill will towards those boys. They're having some trouble getting off the ground. In the meantime, the Best in New Brunswick Comedy Tour rolls right along May 10th at the Kennedy Cases Legion, June 7th in Fredericton. And I'm talking to a whole bunch of people uh, about getting another date for uh, the four horsemen of the New Brunswick comedy apocalypse. (laughs) I'm feeling manic, and it's uh, really pleasurable for the average listener's ears. I know this because uh, I know I can be fun. I can be a fun individual. Did you know that about me? I bet you did. All right, so you caught me on a good day. This is a good day, right? I've willed it into existence. Actually, it's been pretty dark lately, and that's probably why It's probably why I'm taking a little bit of a high note here. Uh, That's where the hill that I'm dying on today is um, happiness. Uh, People have been dying all around me, and it's been very fucking depressing. So please, if you need to talk to someone, talk to me. Birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. I would be happy to, uh, you know, respond to you, whether or not you want me to... uh, Read your email on the podcast. Certainly would be happy to do that. I am so grateful to all of my listeners all over the world. Man, it just keeps snowballing. And I've noticed that the number one listened to podcast so far was the James Mullinger um, interview. Of course, James has a billion, zillion, kabillion, million, trillion fans. Yes, that's a real number. And... um, yeah, so that's uh, that's great to get all those people listening, and uh, I'm sure when they stop by, they listen to some other podcasts. The number two most popular podcast was Arif Hussein. Shout out to Arif Hussein. So it's uh, interesting to see the analytics, to see who's listening from where. Uh, my audience in the United States keeps growing. I've got about 50 listeners in the United States. Hello, Americans. <laughs> Shout out to Brian Giles. I just keep hammering Brian Giles. Um, yes, I I don't know what to say, man. This has been a crazy time for everyone, I think, with all the flooding that's been happening in New Brunswick and uh, around the world <laughs> for flooding and fires. And, you know, how are you enjoying your apocalypse? Yes, I will have another sip of coffee from this plastic cup. I got to get uh, sponsors. If you know anyone that wants to sponsor the podcast, let me know. Birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. I like sponsor money, man, but I don't, I don't know who's going to sponsor this the crazy podcast because, um, you know, I swear a lot and stuff. Who's my guest today? Ah, who cares? I'll tell, I'll tell that to when I remember, and that'll be later. Not now. All right, so 
Uh, let's get some organized thoughts here. Oh, what's happening lately at uh, the comedy club? At least I can tell you that much information. Mike Dambra came uh, to the uh, club and destroyed again. What can I tell you? He got a standing ovation Friday night and then Saturday night, thunderous applause, laughing like crazy. I stopped myself from saying the F word there. That was weird. Anyway, the streak is over. Mike Dambra, <laughs> he got nine standing ovations in the row. I uh, didn't quite get the 10th. Or was it he got eight standing ovations in a row, didn't get the ninth. Either way, the streak was over, but it was the most impressive thing I've ever seen to get, you know, eight or nine standing ovations in a row. Now, actually, I may have those numbers all screwed up because I think he's been here four times, two shows. Oh, that's why, because there was once... We had a third show added. So he has had four visits. And four times two is eight. And plus one is nine. So he had he did nine shows. He got eight standing ovations in a row. Name another comic who's gotten eight standing ovations in a row. I'm just saying. I'm like one of them boxing promoters, you know. Ah, the kid's got it, you know. I'm in his corner. Uh, speaking of boxing promoters, uh, my contemporary... And my, uh, I would call him uh, peer and friend, Mark Splood, has coached his boy, Nick, the Big Boom Coombs, into a championship. That's right. He is uh, amateur MMA champion. I may be saying that wrong. I I'm not a sports guy. But I do know that Nick uh, used to run security for us at Chuckles. And we miss him, man. It was fun. But he got uh, too involved in other projects, uh, including uh, his passion, which is fighting. And I was so happy to see the pictures on the Facebook with uh, Nick uh, holding the belt high and wearing the belt proudly. And um, Mark, uh, Mark Splude in his corner. Uh, along with a few other in his team, and pointing towards Nick with the number one finger sticking up in the air uh, with the other hand. Man, what a great day for Nick, and uh, I'm so happy for him. Congratulations, Nick, the Big Boom Coombs. And uh, don't forget to listen to my friend Mark Splood's podcast, The Splood and his, his uh, fighting uh, podcast called Scrapcast that he uh, does with Matt Connell. Man. If you're into fighting, that's the Scrapcast is a great uh, place to stop by. And, of course, listen to the Splutcast. It That guy is hilarious. And I'm sure with everything that's happened lately, his next episode is going to be on fire. What else can I tell you? Man, the Boys Club. Listen to the Boys Club down in Halifax. Oh, <laughs> that perfectly brings me to what this episode is. Oh, this is great. This is uh, when I was down in Halifax. This episode is uh, the big cat, Andrew Vaughn. They call him the big cat. Or the cat? No, it's the big cat, Andrew Vaughn, who just celebrated uh, his first headlining uh, weekend at the Halifax Yuck Yucks. He's, he's headlined many other shows before, man. So to him, he was, he was ready. He was re he's one of the best guys doing it in Halifax. Um... Uh, and I would say he's one of the best comedians in Atlantic Canada. And just to be kind of in his presence is is amazing, man. It's amazing. The the guys down there in Halifax are great, you know? They're like uh New Brunswick comedians 3.0. <laughs> we got a couple guys in New Brunswick and girls that that you can fuck with that are good comedians. But these guys are just that next level. And, um, you know, of course, I'm talking about Dan Hendrickson, Travis Lindsay, and this guy, Andrew Vaughn, and a few others that I'm missing. Uh, honorable mentions to uh, Martin Edwards and uh, Vincent Alexander. Those guys are cool, too. Um, everybody down there is cool, but there's just this group of dudes that are really killing it right now. And Andrew Vaughn is one of them. So this episode is Andrew Vaughn, and I hope you really enjoy it. I think I've said everything I want to say. Did I? I'll, I'll, I'll come back to Andrew. All right, let's, let's chat some more, shall we? I got uh, 
couple of minutes before I got to fly out the door here and uh, get my daughter. Mm. Actually, no, I don't. No, I got to go. Ah, oh, oh, yeah. One last thing. I was walking my terriers. I'm just going to call them my terriers. They got personalities and names and everything like that. But, uh, I, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know what I'm supposed to say and what I'm not supposed to say. I feel like I'm over-talking and, uh, you know, just focusing on shit that isn't important. But anyway, Taz and Sparkle, that's their names. One white one, one black one. And one's a mutt and one's a terrier pug. And uh, they're, they're beautiful dogs. I love them. Anyway, walking them today. Just good for your mental health, man. Get out there and uh, get out there and walk, even if it's not with dogs. Fucking put a leash on your cat, man. Get out there in the sunshine. And there, it is sunny today, so that is making me happy. But um, yeah, so I'm walking my dogs, you know. And uh, I knew it when it was happening. I could sense. Have you ever just sensed that something wasn't quite right? I knew it. As soon as it was going down, I knew that it was wrong. My uh, my terrier, Taz, it's actually Alicia's dog, he peed on a lady's rain barrel. First of all, I'm not judging you if you have a rain barrel. You know, you've got the barrel and you wait for the rain and then it fills up. All right. Okay. You know, you're going to grow some bacteria in your driveway. That's, that's fine with me. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see a, a, a tap on it. I don't know how they're going to get this water out. What they use it for. Maybe they just scoop into it and water their plants. What the fuck do I know? It's none of my business. But it's an odd thing to see at the end of somebody's driveway in 2019. A rain barrel. Okay, so right on. Yeah, maybe if this is the 1800s, I would take my horse by for a drink. I don't know what the fuck this lady has a rain barrel for, but my dog decided to piss on it. All right? You know... They cock their leg. They're territorial. They like to squirt a little pee here, a little pee there. Let you know that Taz was in the neighborhood, right? Just to let other dogs know, hey, this is my fucking neighborhood, right? Oh, my God. I just found out that uh, dogs are like gang members. Anyway, so we kept walking. And we kind of did a loop, and we passed that house again. I see this old lady on her hands and knees with a scrub brush scrubbing the area where my dog pissed on her rain barrel and she's like I want you to stay away from my property <laughs> and I almost burst out laughing because I I saw myself in that old lady you know I was like man are you really that focused on cleanliness that a little bit of terrier piss is going to break your spine. You're going to get in your hands and knees with the Mr. Clean and the mop bucket. She was, man. She was cleaning the piss off her rain barrel. <laughs> and whatever. The rest of the story doesn't matter. I, I didn't ignore her. I acknowledged her. I said, I'm very sorry about that. I will steer clear of your property from now on. <laughs> uh, I even gave him shit while he was doing it. I was like, Taz, don't pee on that. Don't pee on somebody's stuff, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you get called out, you know? That old lady was calling me out. I wonder uh, if I had Nick the Big Boom Coombs with me. If she would have said anything to his intimidating presence. Just go over and give her a haymaker to the face and watch her dentures pop out under the lawn. I don't have my contacts in. I can't find my teeth. <laughs> I've lost my fucking mind. Anyway, this is episode eight. Could be nine. I don't know what episode this is. Read it. Read it in the fucking thing, you know? Don't forget to email me. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to uh, share this podcast. If you're a friend of mine, you're doing me a big favor by helping me grow my audience and uh, making sure that every Friday you can catch some of this craziness uh, in your earbuds or whatever you're wearing or not wearing. Maybe you're listening to this in the car or doing your dishes or wherever you're listening to this. Um, I hope you... Yep. <laughs> I got it. Hope you're enjoying it. This is episode something. 
<laughs> episode something, that's what I should call it, of Birchwood Podcast, and here is my interview with the very talented comedian, Andrew Vaughn. Yeah, another banger coming your way. Yeah, yeah. So it's just funny, like, especially with your parents, like, I'll tell you the story, it's one of my favorite things in comedy with my parents. So my dad had seen me do comedy once, and then I was going back to Bridgewater where he was living at the time, my hometown, and I, it was his birthday though. I knew he didn't want to come out to the show, it was his birthday, but I was headlining this rinky-dinky bar show, and uh, I thought in the middle of my headlining set it would be funny to call him and wish him a happy birthday on stage. It's not funny, but just like, fun to do. Right. He's just been drinking all day. I call him up, it's like 9.30 at night. Hello? Hey, Dad. I thought you were doing a show. I was like, I'm actually on stage right now, and me and the rest of the audience wanted to wish you a happy birthday. And my dad just goes, just do your act. <laughs> and I hung up. And that was it. I was oh like, my one of my God. favorite. Like, but he's very supportive. It's just a, it's just, thank you very much. It's just a, I think they're too supportive, so it makes me uncomfortable. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, I don't want to talk about it. Like, this is a different, this is a different version of Andrew than you know. My parents were supportive in some ways and then very unsupportive in other ways. Yeah. Like, I remember my stepfather saying I was too stupid to go to St. John High School, that I better go to vocational school, which was, like, where a person could learn how to weld or be yes, an electrician yeah. or whatever. Ironic, I became an electrician. Yeah. And, but on, on the other hand, when I was a skateboarder, you know, he would fix my skateboard, even though he didn't want me to skateboard because I was going to arse around and break my leg. Yeah. You know, so I knew that he loved me, but he just didn't know how. His yeah. dad never taught him. Yeah. Like, See, it's weird. My dad was the opposite. Like, my dad was like, uh, he says to me all the time, he's like, they never told us that they loved us growing up. He was adopted too, which, like, was even harder on him. Like, not to hear that you're loved. Like, you know you're adopted, but you never hear it. But, the, but my grandparents were from that generation where it wouldn't matter my dad came out of my fucking grandmother they're probably never going to say it then either no like, so he was so obsessed with that he's like when I knew I was having a child I made sure that every, I would have every chance to tell him that I love him like, like so it's just a weird you know what I mean like he didn't know that but he's like I'm going to correct it yeah uh, sometimes a little like I'm the only child in my family like my brother and sister have a different father but like every time I talk to my mom and my dad I end the conversation with love you and that's it. Do, like, they, you know. do they say it back? Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, isn't it interesting how our parents can kind of shape who we are? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I talked about it on the Boys Club podcast this week. It was just like, the older I get, the more I realize that I am so much like my father. Yeah. And maybe Those that's not that such a it's bad thing. It's not a thing. bad thing because my dad is a good guy. My dad has some faults. So, you know, there's certain yeah, things I wish I could teach him to get stop thinking certain ways. But You're like your you know. dad 2.0. Yeah. You know, yeah, but so I'm that, still an asshole. Like my tries son, hard but ends up pissing everybody off. Like, like. Yeah. Well, my son Casey is 16, mm-hmm. and he is so funny. Yeah. Oh my god, I wish I was that funny. Like yeah. he's just. Oh yeah, I met your son. I thought he was very funny that time, and he was joking around with Brett Martin all night. And I'm oh like, yeah, this fucking kid can handle his own. He's the greatest. Martin. I would love. <laughs> like, I would love it if he tried comedy. You think Dizzy has no interest, or I don't know. He he's never talked about it. Mm-hmm. We're not um, as close as I'd like to be because yeah. but um, he's in that age where you can't be that. As exactly, close as he like was my right. fuzzy-headed little boy who used to run t- to me after when I got home from work and he used to say "Dida," and now he's the kid who breaks my Beats headphones and says it wasn't me, it's not, yeah. my, not my fault. Yeah. You know, he's but he's not getting into any crazy big trouble, right? Not really. So, so no. at least you can hopefully ride out these years. And he'll, there'll come a point during his adult life where he'll he'll want to he'll want to get to know you on an adult level. I I believe that's true, and we do bond a little bit over chess. Yeah, there's certain things, but um, not nearly enough. And from my point of view, because I'm the old man that you know I crave that. Yeah. right? and he thinks like I did when I was 18. It was a fuck about your parents, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's pussy to chase and all that stuff, right? But, um, but uh, I just hope that he doesn't get into some bad drugs and die or, like, uh, not wear a condom, that sort yeah. of thing. I mean, Other than that, I have no concern. As long, I, I think the thing is, as long as you feel like you've raised them well. Like, like my mom, growing up when I was in uh, high school, my mom would let me drink. Right. Now, what that means is once every four or five months... 
she'd buy an eight pack of beer for me and four of my friends, and we'd split a fucking eight pack amongst four people, and we'd play PlayStation. We weren't popular. We'd play fucking Tony Hawk all night and listen to fucking Limp Bizkit or whatever, and or we were listening to stupid shit at the time. And, and it's, but but she knew because of how she raised me. And that's that's kind of weird to say because like my brother gave her problems and she raised him the same way, but like. Yeah, she had a whole other baggage. He didn't have a dad in his life. I had a dad in my life. Like, all those sorts of... She just knew that I... Maybe I just cared too much what she thought and didn't want to upset... Like, didn't want to disappoint her. Maybe that's it. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know, though, like, until you... You know, it's funny, and, you know, your opinion of that 10 years from now might change. Yeah. You yeah. know? But it will be something that's on your mind. Yeah. You know? And the more... The older you get, the more you care about your parents. Oh, God. It's the weirdest. Yeah, especially when I'm on the road. Like, when I go to Ontario for almost a month, like, I miss them a lot. Like... Yeah. Are they old, Andrew? uh, My mom's, like... uh, My mom's gonna be 67 this year. My dad is 60... Gonna turn 64 this year. Yep. So they're not terribly old, but they're... Both of them are not in good health. Like, my dad, physical labor his entire life, working at a boat marina... We're talking putting boats in and out of the water, scraping paint off of them. Back when they didn't give a fuck if you wore a mask when you're spray, when you're spray painting something, you know, just yeah. terrible for his body, right? Yeah, just and coating my mom, the boats with lead paint. Yeah, my mom has osteoporosis and arthritis and all that stuff. So it's one of those things. Is the older I get, the more I realize it's just fucking around the corner. It's around the corner. This this thing that we all don't want to address that someday we're going to lose the ones we love. It's a fucking around the corner, and it's a tough thing to deal with. And I try to I try to think about it. As little as possible, but if I'm going to think about it, I want to think about it in a way that maybe I might be able to talk about it on stage. I have this thing lately where I can't watch the news. Yeah? The leading scientists of the world say that if you have a 10-year-old, they're not going to make it till 50, mm-hmm. based on global warming, right? Yeah. And um, the forest fires, and, and I'm like thinking about, man, maybe they should get the army to fight the forest fires in BC. Like, I... I'm an old man, so, like, those concerns get deeper and deeper. Like, I, I feel myself becoming my old man, almost like the Incredible Hulk ripping yeah. out of his pants. I'm becoming this, my own old, like, my father, yeah. because I'm just like, God damn government! Except you're not like, ripping I'm, out of the clothes, you're shrinking into an old man, and the clothes are just falling into, off of you. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. You're just, like, reverse hulking it. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden a cane comes from out of nowhere, and you're like, I don't even know where you got that cane. It's like no one knows where the Hulk got his pants that always fit, yours is the cane they're like I don't know but it's just there fuck it <laughs> but I get that like I don't know man it's hard to look at the news right it's such a fucked up world my my girlfriend says you gotta stop watching the news mm-hmm. she sees it in me she's just like yeah. you're but getting too good, worried but the problem is is for comics like you kinda have to keep some finger on the pulse of what's going on even I if you don't so. joke about it it's just you never know if you will you never know I mean I don't know really what you'd do with oh global warming let's make a joke about that I'm sure great comics too right but yeah, uh, yeah it's just it's weird I, I, I follow it but I, I'm mostly more interested in the political fucking shitstorm that's going on <laughs> down below us so <laughs> yeah it's yeah. crazy but yeah. why I brought up the news was because what you said about health concerns oh yeah things that you don't address that are right around the corner yeah. reminded me of uh, yeah the fact the that anxiety we are, we're not... it seems like we're all surrounded by this anxiety in 2019 mm-hmm. I mean the world is in more despair than it's ever been both on, both on a personal and on a world yeah. stage it's it's just you know now we're volatile we're volatile right now it's this is this is all just thinly held together my oh, friend my, you know we are well, so close to the apocalypse we yeah, one of the things that blows my mind we're living in a time right now where like you just talk about the stuff that happens yeah, to the african-american community in the united states and it's just like this is shit that we were like happened and we thought we were past a lot of this shit at least my generation did. Like, and in the end of the '90s, the 2000s were like, "Oh man, there were some rough years, especially in the last couple of years and last decade or so." You got Rodney King and the L.A. riots and stuff like that, and you know all this. But it's getting better. It's and now it's just like, nope, it's not. It might be even getting worse. And that's just one small thing. Charlottesville yeah. was really eye-opening to the, oh, whole, to the whole world. Yeah, yeah. And, and if it wasn't to you, I then you have something wrong. You have to. I was watch a. That. Yeah. You know, I I know that the world leading comedians made fun of their tiki torches from Home Depot and and they poke fun at it but really there's like and this is 
strange thing for me to say. Yeah. But there is nothing funny about it, man. It's scary I as think, fuck. I think to me. Reason, yeah, and I think the reason why comics do jokes about it and stuff is, again, why I think we do jokes about anything is almost a coping mechanism sometimes. The darker stuff. The yeah. stuff that we don't... You know, I like... I would like to be able to take the stuff that is uncomfortable and make it funny. As much as... Much as I've, I no, I've noticed you you talk about racial stuff on stage sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, it's like the quality um, stuff. Yeah, but but hard stuff to approach as a white man. Well, it's also hard in the area that we live in. Like one of my favorite comics of all time, and he died years ago. His name is uh, Mike DiStefano. He was a New York comic, just about to make it big. Uh, he was on Last Comic Standing. Things were really blowing up for him. Uh, but he was a heroin junkie who was clean and sober, but he had HIV due to complications from being a heroin junkie, and he died. But that's just a lot of unnecessary backstory. But anyway, well, I was re-listening to his albums because I listened to them all the time. And when he took, he he's in this small town in the U.S. He's like, you guys just don't get racism because you don't have like Re- real racism, real yeah, diversity. We have you know? Nova Scotia racism, and we do, but like, <laughs> but we also. I don't want to say this. This is going to sound really bad. I think my big thing with racism, I think a lot of younger white people overreact on behalf of other races in this area, especially because it's so predominantly young white. Yeah. Like, we don't have... Like we we have Leb- we have a high Lebanese population here in Halifax. We have uh, you know we have an uh, African Canadian population. We have a Native population, but they're very small. I meant East, you know, and, from and, India. And, yeah, yeah, and, and and but they're they're very small in comparison to bigger cities. Like we don't have a Chinatown. Most big cities have a Chinatown. Stuff like that. Yeah, right? Halifax really should have a Chinatown. Yeah, we have a restaurant called Chinatown in Bedford. If you want Chinese food, <laughs> that's, well, that's it. But yeah, I guess. But 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 you know what I mean? It's like. There in New York, you have you know, you have so many different fucking ethnicities that yeah. you. I don't think people get as offended about racial humor in those bigger cities because they've got eight or nine friends of all different backgrounds, and they understand what it's like living in a city where everyone comes from somewhere else. Wow. Yeah, and and so I, that's why I like to talk about it down here because. Just it's. I don't think we fully understand what it's like. We think we're multicultural here in Nova Scotia. And I don't think we fully understand what it is to be multicultural. I mean, go to fucking Toronto. Spend a week in Toronto, and you'll be like, "Yeah, we're not diverse." You only have to go to the airport. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you can just do a layover. You can fucking yeah, do a layover. You just for go hours. down that automatic sidewalk once or twice, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "Wow, I am in the middle of a melting pot." Yeah, and it's fun. And things are popping. It's yeah. exciting, you know. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about. Uh, your stand-up. I've been watching you, and you're gonna, you're about to get ready to do your first headlining yeah. set at at a professional comedy club, yeah. right? And um, so you, that's where we are right now, the Halifax yeah. Yuck Yucks. And uh, I just want to ask you, like, um, I know you're excited, but you you've been able to do this for a long time. I, I guess, like, I definitely have. I, I guess I should say yes, since I recorded an album, it would be. <laughs> weird if I was like I recorded them but I'm not ready to do 45 minutes like um, I yeah I've been ready to do it for a while but I've also kind of been like I've been waiting for the right opportunity like I, I feel like especially the last year year and a half that I've really been ready to uh, what's up buddy uh, uh, hey Matt you taking off uh, no I'm just no, you, quietly fine. come over come yeah, on over grab a drink brother so um, ladies and gentlemen Matt Richardson has joined the podcast hey guys hey I, I think I've been ready for a year or so, and I've just, I think I said on Mark's Blues podcast, like, I was just waiting for somebody to take the opportunity, like, to give me an opportunity to, to do it, um, and now I'm, I'm ready to do it, now I don't even know what the fuck I want to do, like, it's in a week, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck, I, I want to do, because I want to do ready? what I'm excited about doing, but right. sometimes you got to do what works and not what you're working on. I, I do, I like to do layers, it's yeah. like uh, sandwiching, but like, more like a clubhouse sandwich. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't want to have a set where the stuff I know works is in the front and the stuff I know works in the end, and then the whole middle is filler. I like to have more stuff that I know that works layered with more stuff yeah. that I know that might not quite work. Yeah. If I'm doing a middle set, like 20 minutes, I like to have the first five and the last five be the solid stuff. And I will sandwich new stuff in between stuff I know that works, but the, the, those other minutes, that's really, to me, like, I should be doing the newer stuff. 
and seeing how it works. Whereas Sploot is like, I'm doing a whole new hour. Yeah, and I he does. How the fuck the guy does. <laughs> Honestly, before I met Sploot, I used to like, I hear him say this, and I'd be like, this fucking guy's retarded. <laughs> like he doesn't know how to do comedy. He's fucking it's yeah. blah, blah blah. And then, and then I got to know him, and I was like, oh no, he's just a different way of doing comedy. Yeah. Than yeah. what I what I previously thought. We like, all approach it differently. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. But I've noticed that, but I've been watching you because I mean you've been to Chuckles a lot. Yeah. Like I've been watching you for a, a long time now, and it seems to me you're on this sort of you. You do have goals. Like you are getting better and progressively um, getting better and setting up your own gigs and doing a podcast mm-hmm. and um, so many different things. It, it seems to me that you're putting in this effort and it's paying off, and yeah. you got to feel good about that. I do. Uh, my my ultimate goal, like honestly, like I have side projects and shit that uh, you can jump into. I feel free for fucking hogging, uh, making you sit there listening to this bullshit. But um, I like I have side projects I definitely want to do. I love doing the podcast. That's going great. There's directions. Like we thought about going live. We talked about it. I don't know. We haven't talked about it in a while. We I have the capability of going live every week, but I kind of like the idea that we're just three. I don't have to worry. About, oh, is somebody calling in and I got to take a phone call? Is this? Oh, is the stream fucked up? Now I gotta fix. Like I'd rather just record and put it out. I think I like doing that. Like I have other side, but my ultimate goal is just get my comedy where I want it to be. Like, like. But don't you find that the promotion side of it is like they're all vehicles? Like, oh the, yeah. The, the podcast is a vehicle. Your Facebook, Insta, Twitters—they're all vehicles. Oh, for sure. Talking to people. I just gotta one use on it one, phone calls, that's, emails. That's, yeah. And not be lazy about it. Like I'm the worst when it comes to promoting anything. I'm like last minute going, oh shit, yeah, I went to promote that four days ago. Yeah. And like get it up there. You gotta hustle up. so fucking yeah. hard mm-hmm. to get to get shit popping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love your podcast, by the way. It's yeah, it's fun. Um, I like how you you know you guys just shoot the shit. Literally. Yeah. 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 And we get drunker. And by the end of the show, we're all pretty drunk. And then, then you can pay our Patreon to listen to us be more drunk for a half hour to 45 minutes. Yeah. Where we fucking let names fly. We don't hold names back. We don't hold in. Like, that's when the beefs come out. That's when the fucking... Well, you talking some not, shit now. It's not, it's not that bad. It's just like, sometimes we'll start to say something and you'll see Travis go, save it for the extra. Because he wants to actually talk names, or I want to talk names, or how yeah. has the uh, podcast if it, like influenced your comedy? Then, um, yeah, it's interesting. I if one thing that's like, hard are you developing is, bits from it. Well, that's the thing. It's like sometimes I will say something on the podcast, and they're like, "Fuck, I can turn that into a joke." And my golden rule is like, I always check with everybody else on the podcast after the podcast is over, because I don't want to feel. I don't want it to feel like I'm only using this to test jokes out on two of my funny friends to see if they laugh. If I say something organically, I'll be make a note. Okay, maybe I'll write more in that. Is that okay? I'm like, sure, that's okay. You know, like not that I have to ask that permission. It's just that's how I would feel better. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think in that aspect, it does. Plus, we we try to keep up and up on some sort of things that are pop culturally relevant. And that is always a good fodder, I find, for jokes that have a shelf life, but you can at least get some use out of them while everyone's... You know. I enjoy the shit out of it. Your co-host, Travis Lindsay. Yeah, I love Travis. He talks about, like, movies that he saw, and, you know, you guys get into it on the political scale and everything. You yeah. guys knock it all down. It's really interesting. Well, the thing I like, like, Travis being black, it's nice for me if I have a question. Not that Travis... <laughs> Not that Travis speaks for all, all black people. Right. No, he does. But he in my house, he does. <laughs> uh, and, and a lot of... I like when a white person has an issue about something racial, I like to ask people that are actually of that ethnicity how they feel about it. Okay. And so that's what I like. Like That's one of the things I like about having him... See, I ask, I ask uh, white people what yeah. they think. Yeah. And that's the wrong approach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this never... Uh, yeah. We're done. We, we've had our time. Yeah, it's over. Bro. I think t- I, I just ripped tonight on stage when I said I think the W in white stands for whiny. Like, like we're... we're we're done. We, we had our years. Come Get on now, else. let's start a men's group and fight for our rights that we already have. Yeah, we already have, have so many rights. rights. One thing podcasting has done for me is it is um, you know I have to talk about something. Oh, I'm good. One thing podcasting has done for me is I have to talk about something. So when I'm chatting it up with you or with Matt or whoever it is that I'm interviewing, even my mom, whatever it is. 
I learn something by talking to people, and I it, it helps me to think. Like it gets my um, yeah. my brain moving. Yeah, and uh, I feel like really alive lately, having all these conversations with people, like learning about them. Because we would have never sat down like this in any other scenario. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what's exciting for me is just getting to know people. And I think the fool it's this kind of foolish to say because like I always considered Travis one of my best friends, but I I feel like we're closer. Like Dan has been on the podcast more often lately than he usually is, which is great. I love having him on. It adds a different dynamic to the podcast, but. Me and Travis really started clicking after a while because it's like every week we got to do this thing and it's got to be at least two hours, so we got to like you know hammer it out. And, and it's then, like time spent together. Yeah, yeah, and it's like even though I felt really close to him and I've spent many of fucking hours in a car with him before, now I feel even closer to him from doing the podcast. It sounds kind of stupid, but no, it doesn't. Yeah. It sounds on point, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you guys are great together. Yeah, I wish I had a co-host. <laughs> it's just, it's more fun to listen to your pod. Your your podcast is fun. Mine is like this uh, low rent version of Marin. You know, it's just like okay. And it was a really intense conversation with my sister. We t- cried. We laughed. To be fair, our podcast is just a low rent version of Opie and Anthony. So don't don't worry about <laughs> it. Because we both we both listened to Opie and Anthony for so many. I didn't even realize we both liked it for so many years. We were just kind of like. Like, was, I just didn't talk to anybody about it. I listened to it every day. He listened to it every day. We didn't... And then one day, we're like, you like fucking... Uh, like, no. <laughs> so, we're kind of inspired by that. I, I try not to be too much like that that format. Cause then, I'm glad we're carrying on the tradition of uh, having the low-rent Canadiana uh, spin on it. You know? <laughs> he just dropped the quality by about 38%, well, Shane, and he, there you go. So, you'll be getting Stephen Harper on your podcast. That's though. right. I, da- I doubt it. Probably his, like, advisor or something. <laughs> you didn't decide to start another podcast to ask comics about their method, did you? Because God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. No, let's talk about your technique, though. Let's that's, get into it. That's the thing I'm... Well, I just want to say something. Here's something that I'm trying to do as I get older because like I hate this argument and I'm not saying anybody said this specifically because I hear this argument from everybody so I don't fucking think I'm talking about you but uh of like oh didn't another fucking podcast that's what the world needs another fucking comedy podcast where unknown comics interview each other and talk shit it's like then just don't fucking listen I don't yeah, know what it's, to tell it's easy. Unsubscribe is right beside subscribe. Yes, yeah. no problem. I think it's the same fucking button to tell you the truth. And the older I get, I try to realize even if content that somebody puts out isn't something I like, I don't need to hate it just because it's not something that I don't like. I, dude, I I just started this. I'm like five episodes in, six episodes, and I have like over a hundred listeners. You know, so for me, it's yeah, like quit bragging. Wow, I'm. <laughs> no, but I mean, no. for just starting, that's good, no, isn't it's it? Great. It's I great. don't know. I mean, we have fifty, so yeah, it's. No. <laughs> you have fifty that you know about. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to check the numbers properly. And, and so. yeah, exactly. You never really know what's actually going on. So, Matt, you headline tonight. Yes. You're passing the torch to Vaughn next I'm weekend. To, very excited to pass the torch to Vaughn. Oh, uh, yeah, we well, can you, do. I you can come down tonight, tomorrow. Night. We could do a ceremonial torch passing <laughs> at the end if you want. Just not tiki torches. Burn the place down. <laughs> so th- this is my friend Matt Richardson, and I say friend, but we're more like acquaintances. I'd love to be his friend. I feel that way with you, like. I feel uh, like we're all friends here, boys. No, but I feel I feel like I want to be your friend, but like I'm just a world apart, half a step away. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I don't know, I'm 42. Maybe that's it. Well, it's mostly because you're from St. John. The, maybe the, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you live did, in Miramichi, uh, and you live in Miramichi. Halifax. And we didn't. My, I think it was only like a year and a half ago that we really met. Like maybe yeah, a year so. and a half ago. You were doing chuggles? Yeah, and then yeah. I only get to see you every three months. So it's like, but we've been seeing each other a lot more lately. You came down to, both of you came down to the Lunenburg gig that I put on. Oh, that was and, so good, man. How uh, much so fun, fun was that? It was a blast. It was awesome. I didn't think Splude was ever Well, who's the wrestler? Jim Hacksaw. I wish Hacksaw Jim Duggan was mine. <laughs> that's, how the, that's how my podcast ended. It was the best ending to the podcast I've got up with so I, didn't, I didn't think Splude was going to let any of us go to sleep that night. Like, no, I literally was like, at 4.30, I'm like, dude, man, I have... I'm not saying... Him. That I'll, I'm not saying I'll never party with Splute again, but what I am saying is I'm going to be more prepared. You're going to start. I'm going to get a good night's rest. Yeah. I'm going to eat a lot of vegetables. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to like rape me with beer. Oh, he's just going to dump beer. He in wanted my all of us to be drinking at all all times. Yeah, at me all another times. beer. Me another beer. <laughs> that guy's been. That guy's a great dude, man. I fucking. Uh, yeah, he's been nothing but super fucking nice to me. He's so he's yeah. very he is very supportive and he's a great interviewer. He's oh, just yeah. uh, and a good comic. 
and actually he's going to headline the club in September. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he, he already did it once, and he's going to do it again. So it was a promise I made to him, and we're making it happen. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting. He's the only one, he's the only local guy that's ever done it, yeah. right? And um, so we're, we're trying to figure stuff out at Chuckles, and, uh, you know, but my thing is now that I'm dipping my toe back into comedy and I'm kind of letting uh, Julie handle the book inside of it, yeah. My fear is like I meet all these people and I wonder if they look at me as a comic or if they look at me as a Oh, booker. I got a great story about that for you. So the other night, uh, it was uh, Sunday night at Snigley Wiggly is an open mic here in town. I'm backstage for the show and Cannon Coons, who you know has been messaging you, I don't know if he's messaging you, but he's been messaging Chuckles, trying to get booked forever. So here coming into town, he's like, shit, I didn't get a guest spot in the weekend. I'm going to do High Life with Shane. And the only time he gets to see me do comedy is going to be at the highlight. <laughs> That's not a good place to showcase. And I just looked at him and I was like, well, you're shit out of luck anyway because Shane doesn't book the acts. Julie Tower does. And it, the, 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 the look on his face, like the change to just was like, I hate to be the guy to bring bad news, but sometimes I love to be the guy to bring bad news. <laughs> right, yeah. Koontz. Yeah, but is he's, it Koontz? Yeah, Ken Koontz. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm making no He knows I feel this way because I've said several times, you can get your fucking life together, you'll be better than any of us. But For sure. Yeah, there there is like just a slight look of genius about him, isn't yeah. there? Plus he's just... Followed by, he may have never showered. <laughs> <laughs> this year, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But he was a sweetheart, gave me the whole, uh, you know, handshake and pull you in hug kind of thing, yeah. And I, I mean, everybody's treating me that way uh, that I've seen, but like, that's what my question is, like... Yeah. You know, what do these motherfuckers actually think, you know? and But I have paranoia, and I've developed that over a long, uh, terrible life. So <laughs> try to put a lid on that. But uh, you're, so you did well tonight headlining. Did you? How did you feel about your set? Yeah, it was fun. Uh, a little bit bigger crowd than uh, Thursday night, but small crowds, like medium crowds. We'll probably have a big crowd tomorrow night. It's, uh, it's just all about energy level and uh, having a good time and taking your time and it, it it almost seems like you're like a sports guy. You're like, yeah, you know, we had a well, good one season. Game at a time, you know, you had some you had some bits I haven't heard before or newish, right? Yeah, but yeah, the cocaine lord there. No, no, I, I was good. I dragon, like, yeah. Yeah. the like, dragon bit was dragon great. Before. No, that's a new one. That's yeah, yeah. A, and it's finally starting to come together. Yeah, I've probably only done it about like four times, but yeah. uh, hit him with a chair gets me every time. <laughs> yeah, it's such a great line. And man. the rivalries bit, I've told you before, but I think it's fantastic. And the doctors, black doctors, black doctors, hit him with a chair, dragon. These are my favorite moments. It's yeah. just great to like have that time to like perform yes. like a like a lengthy set and to, oh, like, your take pace your time. changes, yeah. your fucking. You don't feel as in a hurry anymore, yeah. you know, you just, yeah. uh, you know, you can relax up there and, you know, the audiences sense all of that stuff, you know, like how you are, like whether you're doing a metal set 20 minutes or whether you're headlining and taking more time, like... Uh, I'm getting a lazy boy put on stage next week, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit there and climb back, <laughs> wear my pants with a fucking hole in the crotch, just sit there like, you like the front row of the 80s? No. <laughs> That's awesome. How come you don't have a podcast, Matt? You're the only comedian that doesn't have a podcast. Because literally, I think it's so difficult, but it I'm, is. I'm staring at Shane right now, and he just pressed, like, play on his phone. And, like, I'm like, that's how lazy I am. I refuse <laughs> to just press play on my phone and do a podcast. On the flip side, I'm looking at Shane going, he just hit record on his phone. I spent at least $1,500 on equipment <laughs> to get the same result. <laughs> But you know what's funny? You do have the ability to like mix in songs and yeah. shit. I only have that ability in terms of what they have in the anchor library. Oh, ah, okay. So I pull out this uh, intro music, like boom, boom, this little jazzy riff. Yeah. Well, that's because it's the only fucking one I can play. And if I try to import any other tunes, like say some Biggie or Tupac, I'm sorry, I can't talk over it because the music is actually louder than the audio. Yeah. yeah. And then, so, what ends up happening is my music starts and stops, and then it's conversation. So, there are limitations to what I'm doing. Yeah, we, have a, we have a mixer with everything plugged in, and then some nights, Travis just decides he's going to play Moonlight Desires by Gowan off of his phone during the podcast. Because <laughs> we're drunk and talking about how much we love fucking Moonlight Desires. Like, I know I'm going to get shit-faced tonight and listen to Moonlight Desires. Dude, right? your I'm Lost gonna... Lobos bit killed. Tonight, I've seen Lost Lobos do okay, but those people love Lost Lobos. 
Goddamn it! I haven't done years. Yeah, the the Labamba open, middle, and close. Like the way you said that, and they freaked out, and I couldn't believe it was so obscure. I was just like, wow. I guess Labamba isn't. But hearing you say Los Lobos, it's just something as a comic I can appreciate because I'm 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 watching you on stage and you're going Los Lobos, blah blah blah, Los Lobos, and they're dying laughing. I'm like, I can't believe this guy's talking about Los Lobos right now. It's the best thing ever. Isn't it great when you can take something like that that you're like, oh, so many people aren't even gonna know what the fuck I'm talking about, and then it hits so well. Yeah, like you just hit that pocket. Oh people yeah, really fucking. Every, every time I mention the Rat Pack, I always wonder if the audience is going to be too young to even know what the hell I'm talking about. But everybody always seems to get it. I wonder if there's like a group mentality, like if you're in the audience and like a, a portion of the people get it and start laughing. If something in your brain goes, I don't necessarily know what Rat Pack means, <laughs> but I'm getting signaled that this is funny. And you just kind of go with it sometimes, like a group mentality type of thing? If you get a quarter of the audience, you can get the rest oh, yeah. of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love doing stand-up, man. I miss it. I'm so happy to be back on stage. Yeah. No, my God, I'm like writing. I'm excited. Like I've That's got, where you belong. I, I got this coffee bean bit that I'm working on. Yeah. And um, it's not going that well. But I mean, I, I'm excited that, hey, I said something new and they're laughing. Maybe I can still do this. Maybe I am a comedian. Yeah. Because for so long, I got into this, uh, what do you call that? Domestication. Uh, the domestication of the North American male is like, yeah. you know, you're, you're just like, That's Wednesday, you know what that means, garbage day. Eh, uh, what, what color should the trim be? I don't give a fuck, I want to put a gun <laughs> in my mouth. Like, I want to be on stage where I get that adrenaline, like, you guys are killing it right now. I love watching you guys. Like, you guys are like some of my favorite acts out there, real, for real. I love you guys, and I love, uh, of course, I love Hendrickson, and I love oh, he slaughtered Travis. Week. He fucking destroyed headlining. Splued. Like, yeah. these are these are the people I like the most, right? Yeah. You know, and there's new people coming up, you know, that I that I appreciate. But, um, yeah, I, I, I even like uh, just this, like, just the camaraderie. Yeah. Between the comedians. You yeah. Know? Like, well, you know, if you're like-minded. There's nothing more fun than being, like, it was, like, a couple of weeks ago. Just an example, I was in St. Andrews at the Algonquin. And it's just me and Nick Beaton doing a two-person show. And I think Saturday night, we just got shit-faced together in my room and just talked about everything. And, like, I've, I've known Nick, but I don't know Nick, right? We've chatted for hours and hours about comedy, about books, music. Did you do movies. a podcast? No, no. That would have been a cool podcast. <laughs> no, well, yeah, but but that's the thing. It's like those those you're in the middle of nowhere with a group of guys. You may as well make the best of it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You're in a town where you don't know anybody except the comics you're working with. I like that part almost as much as performing on stage. Yeah. Not as much, yeah. but almost as much. Yeah. The you know? after show. Like when I saw you tonight, I was like, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm happy you're here. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I knew I was uh, going to open for Matt, I was like, yes, this yeah. is going to be fun. It's like I come no. down and do guest spots on nights like most of the time when you're in town just to come out and see you. I don't need the guest spot to work. Like, it's nice to yeah. work on material, but I get enough stage time. I don't need it. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, Matt's in town. I want to come see what he's doing. And it's exciting when performing to see who comes to do guest spots because, like, it's like which of your buddies are going to show up and you get to hear some new material. Like, oh, yeah, wow. just hang out with them. You know? And I forgot one of my favorites lists coming tomorrow night. Brian Thompson. Absolutely. Oh, I love Brian. Brian's fucking great. Yeah. One of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. I've seen him kill so hard. It's, a, it's interesting to me because where I'm doing my first headlining weekend to see the guys who want to do guest spot. Who's like, I'm trying to get a guest spot because yeah. it's your headlining weekend. And I, like that means a lot to me. They're like yeah. my friends that are just like, I just want to be a part of it, like with you. Like you know, like yeah. oh, thanks, man. Like like. Yeah. Yeah, like. Uh, sorry, is it Martin's uh, first time at the club? Or no, he's been at the club before, but he actually hasn't had a booking at this club for probably a year and a half. Oh, so that's cool. So to it's, him yeah. yeah, I love Martin. Martin's like one of my best friends. He's one of those guys that like I just like seeing him getting better and better all the time. Uh, he now he runs the show that used to be my show at Gus's Pub. It's his show now. Um, so I like, you know, it's it's nice to see someone that you like and is a good friend like that. And you want to see get better, do better. Absolutely. Yeah. I love uh, Martin Edwards and I love um, his brother, Vinny. Oh, uh, Vince. Vince. Oh, I love, I love Vince. them both. Yeah. Um, it's crazy that they're brothers in the same city doing comedy. Yeah. Do they admit they're brothers? Yeah. They don't hide it, but, like, they don't, like, open. 
they're I, I not like who, uh, we're the Alexander brothers. <laughs> like we're the Smothers brothers. They should. Which one of you motherfuckers is getting a yo-yo? That's what I want to know. <laughs> there was a comic. I forget who a touring comic recently. And outside of the show, after an open mic, was just looking at Vince and looking at Mark and looking at Vince and looking at Mark and looking at Vince and then goes. Are you two? Yes, yes, yes. We're brothers. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole fucking show, I was like, they're related for sure. Like, <laughs> I, I have never met brothers like them that like they they're so nonchalant about being related. It's so weird. I also like. I like having comic friends that can. That's gonna sound. I like offer a different perspective on my comedy. Like Martin, I don't think Martin and I's comedy are similar at all. Not that it's a crazy difference but we just do different jokes and I know that if I run something by him he's gonna look at it a little differently than I would've and then maybe there's something there I'm like ah shit yeah I didn't think about it that way like I, I tell new comics all the time I'll offer them advice on a joke but I was like honestly though this is how I would tell the joke which may not be how you would tell the joke but maybe there's something in there that you could take and find how it really sounds like you would say so I think the people who are doing well at comedy love it <laughs> oh yeah it's the only thing I love like I mean I well, my family obviously but like the only thing I really love is stand up I was equated to so, so corny I know it's so corny but it's a podcast uh, I was equated to you, ever, you know the movie The Wrestler Mickey Rourke yes you know at the end when Marissa Tomei comes up and tries to stop him from wrestling the match because he might die. Yes. And he looks at her and he goes, I don't get hurt out there. Out here is the only place I get hurt. And that's how I feel about comedy. I don't get hurt on that stage. It's only everywhere else where I get hurt. And that's why I love it so much. And that's how I always think about it. Yeah. That's that's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. In fact, he said that tonight before going on stage. He just declared it. He gave you that. Well, he Matt gave you that thought, whole Matt speech. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. If I went up there, which is possible, like, you, can't, you can't go up, big cat. You can't go up, man. He's like, I'll show you my titties again. I'm like, I've seen them once. That's enough. <laughs> I was like, I'm no Marissa Tomei. <laughs> oh, you're quite a Marissa Tomei in my book. <laughs> So, uh, so Matt, uh, do you have anything uh, on Instagram or Twitter? You said you're not on Instagram. I'm not. I, I embarrassing. Are you on not Twitter? On Instagram. I am on Twitter. What people uh, can follow you? Do you put your show dates up there? No, I don't do good job. Like that. Good I'm job. A horrible, horrible promoter of comedy. So, so you're Matt Richardson, and people can find you on Facebook <laughs> if they pick the right Matt Richardson. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's a much more famous British Matt Richardson that they'll probably see first. At least so, you're not Ian Black. Why Ian, there's a oh, lot of Mike, Ian Blacks? No, Michael Ian Black. Oh yeah, is absolutely. a very famous comic in the states. And when they first opened uh, Goofy Moose, which Ian was hosting, and uh, on the chalk outside they said Comedy Night with Ian Black. And I was outside <laughs> having a smoke, and this guy walked by. He's like, "Oh my god, Ian Black is in town tonight!" And I was like, "Holy shit, this guy likes, likes Ian, Ian a lot, right?" Like, like I like Ian, but not that much. Like, this guy's losing his shit. And then he's like, "Oh my god!" I'm now, and then he goes, "Wait a minute, is it Michael Ian Black?" I'm like, "No, it's local comedian Ian Black." And the guy's like, "Oh, well, fuck this!" Oh my god, that is such a mean, sad well, story. Well, that guy about... missed out then. And one time, Russell's McGee. One time, Yuck Yucks tagged Michael Ian Black in a post for Ian Black for here. <laughs> they were like, they just Did Michael used, comment? And yeah, he wrote back. He's like, I have no idea what a Halifax is, but I will not be there tonight. <laughs> That's the Where can people find you? Okay, I had to pull up the phone to give you all the details. First, of, actual, all, first of all, your your album is called Too Fat, Too to, Fat go to Go Kart. It's, it's on iTunes. You can buy it. You should buy it. It is it's funny. It's a couple years old. I'm not proud of it anymore. Um, <laughs> but please still get it. My, you are a horrible promoter I yourself. <laughs> don't don't buy my album. It sucks. My actual Instagram is avcomedy2049. But you can also find us on Boys Club Pod, which is our podcast. And if you want to see me slowly lose my mind, you can follow me on sassycat underscore bc. Uh, I've been yeah, it's a puppet. And I do an Instagram for a pu- It's fucking weird. I don't know why I'm doing it, but it's this <laughs> weird coping mechanism I came up 
uh, well, actually, tra- it's a long story. But I, t- I you, believe you have I, a puppet. I have a fictional cat that I talk to, and I you waited a until the end of the podcast to tell me this. Oh, well, everyone around here knows it. It's not like it's a secret. So is this why they call you Big Cat? No, no, Big Cat came before Sassy Cat. Okay, Sassy, Sassy, Sassy Cat. Not cat. Like Big cat. <laughs> oh wait, wait. I think I know about Cause Sassy Cat because I've been listening yeah, to the, the, the Boy Scout. Yeah. Okay, like, he doesn't like Big Cat. Okay, no, <laughs> no they're they're do, they're enemies. Yeah, this is like your personality splitting. Well, it, yeah, it's like. It's just a character Travis came up with and gave to me, and then I've been running too wild. Sli- with it. This is your Slim Shady if you're Eminem. Oh uh, yeah, it's just it's sassy it's, cat. Yeah, it's it's weird, but it's it's a cat puppet, and he talks real fatty like and all everything. So yeah, it's just a, yeah. <laughs> hey yeah. man, we all have things. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't even know why I'm plugging his Instagram. I just feel like if I don't, he'll be mad at me later. So so I they can should. they can find you at sassy cat on Instagram. Sassy cat underscore bc for boys club. There so, you go, yeah. right on. Listen to boys club. And Andrew Vaughn, thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Yeah. Hey guys, thanks for listening. That was a very interesting conversation with Andrew Vaughn. More great conversation coming up with uh, Scott Belford and Mike Dambra in the coming weeks. I am uh, super excited uh, that that I'm getting so many listeners. It's fantastic. I really hope you like the podcast. Subscribe, share it. Uh, write in birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com birchwood podcast is on facebook like the page and uh shane ogden comedian on facebook as well and comedian shane ogden on insta uh, and twitter i'm there somewhere funny shane ogden on twitter i guess anyway follow me subscribe like share help out and i appreciate it and we'll talk to you next week and oh before i go I uh, just want everybody to know that uh, cares that uh, you you know I've had a few friends of mine reach out to me and you know who you are I could list you individually but that would take a while I've got a lot of love and support in my uh, in my corner and uh, I I'm starting to feel those familiar feelings again those dark thoughts and I want you to know that I'm going to counseling on Tuesday. And, uh, I don't know, that'll be in the next couple days. So, yeah, it's Friday today. So, you're listening to this on Friday. I'm going to counseling on Tuesday. Because I know that feelings are just what you feel is now. It's not a permanent thing. So, if you're struggling, just know that there are other people struggling. And, uh... Yeah, you don't have to give in to those urges. You can just say, you know, this is a shitty feeling and it's just temporary, you know. It makes sense why I'm bummed out. I've been out of work and things aren't going so well for me in some ways. But in a lot of ways, things are great. I love doing this podcast. I love doing stand-up comedy. Um, I have been getting a little bit of work here and there. And even though things are hard right now, uh, emotionally and psychologically, I know that the reality is when I take stock, I have a beautiful uh, son and daughter. I have a beautiful um, girlfriend, wife-to-be, and my two little dogs that make me happy. I've got a great life. And uh, I think if you're struggling with some of these thoughts, uh, all you need is to reach out to some of your friends and uh, maybe go talk to somebody. And uh, I'm happy to talk to you too. Birchwoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you're, uh, you know, if you're going through shit, let me know. I'll, uh, I'll talk you out of it or into it. <laughs> if it's a good thing, I'll talk you into it. Um, so I'm going to leave you with uh, Help by the Beatles. Just kind of how I'm feeling right now. We'll see you next week. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. Help! When, when I was younger, so much younger than today, I never needed anybody's help in any way. Now, but now these days are gone, and I'm not so self-assured. Change my mind and open up the doors. Help me if you can.
Back on the ground 